I'm Gary. I'm Clark. And this is the Red Cedar Rundown, the self-proclaimed number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. On this week's episode, we're back in a big way, and we break down two wins, including last night's monster win over Wisco, and we'll also look ahead to our next two games against Ohio State and Rutgers. Send us your comments, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. Clark? Oh, I'm feeling good today, buddy. Feeling a little different vibe here today. today. Vibes are high. A little different vibe compared to last episode. We're Mm. episode 22 of the Red Cedar Rundown today. And yeah, it's crazy in college basketball how things can change so drastically. Overnight. Overnight. Literally overnight. And yeah, I feel feel great about this. We're <laughs> back. <laughs> it's just insane how I and I think that the overreaction by even basketball analysts is hilarious to me because people, especially like when judging a team and the rankings, there is a hundred percent a recency bias on everything. Of course. What have you done for me now? Exactly. Yeah. What had they done for us in those three games prior? Nothing. It wasn't good. I mean, we knew they could regain their form, right, and get back on track. And it, you know, it appears that we're heading that way. Two big wins. Huge. What we were looking for. Yes. It's definitely, you know. Two must wins. Yep. And I think they definitely proved that those three games were more of a hiccup than a a long-term problem yeah. as we identified last episode, you know, turnovers still somewhat of an issue. I would say not, you know, not as bad as previous games. No, not a full blown meltdown. Like we saw at Illinois, right? Yeah. Still some, some dumb errors. I thought, especially last night's game, not necessarily in the Minnesota game oh, and yeah. free throws. Definitely looking uh, a lot more solid. I'm a lot more confident with the team. So, Definitely our uh, expectations change week to week, and I think, um, you know, last night alone was a crazy night in college basketball. If you didn't check around the country, major upsets, and even in the Big Ten alone. Louisville couldn't do the world a favor. They were destroying Duke. Couldn't get the job done. Yeah, that was... <laughs> everybody. I think everybody was rooting for Louisville in that game. Uh, I mean, yeah. no matter what other team you're a fan of. The whole country, definitely, and... Yeah, Duke had a crazy stretch there. I mean, Duke showed why they're probably the best team in the country. Well, Louisville was completely rattled, and, uh, you know, the momentum was completely on Duke's side. But other than that, you know, you had Kentucky losing on a buzzer beater. You hate to see it. Also, I'm sure everyone in the nation was rooting for that. Saw Maryland beat Purdue. Oh, no. Handedly, actually. I mean, it was actually really close until the uh, second half. Purdue was up by nine at halftime, and then (laughs) they lost by 14. Yeah, insane. And uh, one that really made me smile. Oh, a bit of an eye opener. W- tell the folks. Tell the folks here, Gary. Come Michigan on. losing to Penn State, Uh-oh. the last place team in the Big Ten. I believe they had one win in the Big Ten going into last night's Makes game. Makes me feel a little bit better about losing to Illinois and Indiana. Yes. <laughs> we still have those two black eyes on our resume. Yeah. But still, this helps. Gets us right back into a tie for first place. Yeah. Who would have thought that going into uh, the games last night that we would end the night being t- back in 
a tie for first with Purdue and Michigan and controlling our destiny again for a Big Ten championship. But we'll get into that. Sounds I'm like a, Gary's got something to say here. Well, before we get into recaps and previews, I want to quickly bring back some some crazy talk, a, a quick crazy talk Are we bringing talk back segment. the segment real quick? Yeah. Crazy talk? Before we even get into anything else, I wow. want to talk about He's this. He's feeling good today. He's been grinning the whole time since he sat down. <laughs> he was waiting for this crazy talk. Let's go. Obviously, there's a lot of big games remaining, not only for Michigan State, but many teams across the country. Yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, looking at some of the schedules, I know there's Kentucky, Kentucky, Tennessee this weekend, and I'm pretty sure Duke and North Carolina stuff to play each other twice. And there's still a lot of things to shake out in regards to how the seeding will go down. But what do you think our chances are for a number one seed? If we win out the regular season and win the Big Ten, that'd be two wins over Michigan, right? Including one on the road. I mean, with all the Q1 wins we already have. I mean, I believe after last night, we have the most in the country. You have to believe that we would have the most at that point, too, because that would include beating who again? And Nebraska. Nobody really well much. Ohio State, Rutgers, Nebraska, and then Michigan twice. Beating Michigan twice. If we win out and beat them, we have the resume to contend for a one seed. I think we'd have to make it all the way to the Big Ten tournament final and at least play a competitive game or win that. But, yeah, I mean, if you beat Michigan twice and add that to an already impressive resume, I mean, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit at that point, you know. I think that would put us, what, at 26-5 and five going into the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, we we would definitely be in contention for a one seed, and I think very well deserving Yeah, we'd be one. playing probably the Big Ten tournament for a one seed. So I, it might be crazy talk. It might have been crazy talk last week, but it's crazy. Like we said, things can swing so quickly. And now it's maybe not so crazy. So I like to take it one game at a time from here on out. We'll take it one game at a time, and then we can talk real crazy at the end of the regular season. One glue, three-pointer at a time. Mm. That's how we'll Man. analyze the season. Kenny Glue, my guy. Oh, we got plenty to talk about glue today. Um, but, yeah, let's just get into the last two games. I like games. that crazy talk, though, Gary. That was within, like, parameters of being decent crazy talk. Okay, not too crazy. Not like your Big Ten football title game aspirations. <laughs> that, that was, you know, a bit embarrassing. But bounce back. You had some good picks this week. Let's get right into it. Yeah, we might see the return of Gary Vegas after this week. But, yeah, the first uh, game, the one that we predicted would get us back into the swing of things, yep. was Minnesota. And we straight molly whopped him. Yeah. 79 to 55. Without glue. Glue got hurt at the beginning of the game. Yep. Didn't even need him. Yep. Our, our, you know, our key player, our guy that gets everything going, didn't even need him. Nick Ward bounced back in a big way. Yep. I think we said that. 22 points, nine rebounds. I think you actually said that. So this is a game that he can bounce back from. Exactly. And he needs to show up. And he did. He dominated. And it was. Very nice to see. We didn't even have to rely on Winston scoring. He only had 11 points, but he did have nine assists and how many turnovers? Uh, zero turnovers in that game. So that was a nice bounce back game for him. Matt McQuaid, though, come on. Kid was on fire. Yeah, it was a big game for him. and Probably one of the best games of his career I've seen him, him play. And uh, at the absence of Kenny Goins, Kithier. Oh, man, young Kith. That he- guy just knows his role. He runs the court well. He just is always in the right place at the right time. He plays hard on defense. So get the kid, get 30 pounds on that kid, and he's going to be a player. Yep. He'll develop a post game. Tom Ezzo, I know, will get him in there. I like what he brings to the table. When we need to expand the bench and make the bench deeper in certain games like losing goings when Kithier had to get thrown in the mix, 
he showed up, so I can rely on him now. Yeah, I like that. That's that's big. And it wasn't just a you know a nobody opponent. Minnesota's a pretty decent team. Yeah, we made him look like a nobody. And we didn't even pre- we didn't predict a blowout. We both said it was going to be like eight or nine point game. Yeah, Our scores were relatively close. Yeah. I was off Michigan State's final score by eight. You were off by only three. So pretty good game for you uh, prediction for you, Clark. But we'll take it. You know, I- I'm happy. I'm very pleased with how they played in that game, start to finish. I, you know, I thought it was a really good performance, and it made me feel really good about going into the Wisconsin game. Absolutely. Definitely was a confidence builder for the fan base as well as I'm sure all the players, especially Nick Ward and Cassius Winston after those last two games. So, yeah, I mean, we pretty much shut down Amir Coffey. And I was wrong. He got hurt last year. That was on me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a year late to the game with Minnesota yeah, basketball. Yeah, and we, sh- we sh- pretty much shut down Murphy. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they bank in a couple left-handed threes. Some of the (laughs) ugliest shots I've ever seen. I mean, the same guy banked a couple. I'm pretty sure they have like one of the worst three-point field goal percentages in college basketball. I think they were saying during the game. You know, I'm talking about that same guy banked in a couple. I was like, oh my god, these are going in. Didn't matter. Crushed them. Yep. Yeah, it was a great defensive performance and offensive performance. So yeah, like we said, 55. Yeah, extremely impressive and. Yep, rolled us right into the Wisconsin game. I mean, I don't really think I need to talk much more about that Minnesota game, but no. But shout outs to uh, Kithier and Ward for uh, bouncing back. Huge like we talked outs. about, look for people to bounce back in the post. The post bounced back in that game in a big way. Yep, and it it was crazy with the Goins injury. I was scared, to be honest with you. I thought he might have had a broken arm, broken elbow, something like that. Yeah, I think the fan base, I think we realized how crucial <laughs> Kenny Goins is to our entire season. I mean, we've been saying it all season, but he's glue. He is the but glue yet again, that holds he the team did together. not have a broken elbow because they just glued it back together. <laughs> <laughs> they took the x-ray and they said, oh, just put a little Elmer's they on were that. Like, is this Wolverine from X-Men? <laughs> this guy's made out of just titanium. I don't even know what kind of metal this is. He's fine. He's perfectly fine. Get him back on the court. Yeah, and he started the Wisconsin game. And, oh, and boy, did he have a big boy game against Wisconsin. Almost got a double-double in that Wisconsin game. I think he had 12 and 9. 12 Is he points, just hitting big shot after big shot, though? Is he con- I, he's shooting with confidence, man. I, his three-point shot has gotten a lot more just a lot more confident over the I season. I think I saw a stat he's shooting like 43% from three in the last seven games or something like Keep that. Shooting. He's Because he shoots when he's open. Yeah, and even Dakich pointed it out in the game. He has perfect form. Yeah, like he's perfectly balanced, elbows tucked in. It's literally perfect form. The not spin a, is the spin's great. Just, not it, a quick release, but he does. It, he only shoots when he's open. Exactly, and he trails. He trails well on the fast break, and he's always open when he shoots the three. And it's always from the same spot, you know, just off the top of the key. He's not shooting from the elbow. He's not shooting, you know, in the corner, tucked in the corner. He shoots from the same spot. He knows his shot, and he knows what he can hit. Yep. Yeah, it was a uh, a big game for him, and another player that stepped up huge, especially when we needed a bucket, was Aaron Henry. Man, did he ever! That was a clutch bucket. He shot when he he took the shots he know he can make too. He hits that. He does that step by into the lane. He that's nice and smooth. Yep. That's, that was great to see, especially when we needed offense. I think there was a big lull at that point of the game. When I think we no, went like, no one was scoring. We, there was like four minutes of no scoring. <laughs> but Wisconsin somehow went on like a 6 nothing run over that four-minute period, I think just making free throws. Yep. Shout out to Ethan Happ, not him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that was a huge shot. I think that either tied the game back up or gave us the lead again. And, you know, I don't think we looked back after that. And, yeah, this game was also a huge game for Cassius Winston's Big Ten Player of the Year. 
candidacy. 23, 6, and 6. Yeah. yeah. And he went head-to-head against Hap and pretty much showed that he was a better player down and the stretch, especially. I know McQuaid didn't you know do well offensively, but he was all over the court on defense. Shout out to him. Shutting that rat Davidson down. Oh, what a rat. Yeah, no one cares for him. I mean, honestly, what's alarming to me is you can't take Wisconsin seriously as a threat in the conference or going anywhere in March when their best player cannot shoot a free throw. Yep. I, I, that was just alarming to me. He wasn't even close on those, he was going on to those the left free throws. Every time. Yep. But I was like, how is he so good in the post? His touch, everything, his footwork, everything is unstoppable in the post. He can't shoot a. He's worse than Andre Drummond. That was embarrassing, man. Yeah. He needs to shoot underhanded free throws. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I just don't understand how you can't they're be not coaching the him up better than I that. Can't, yeah. You can't say that guy's Big Ten Player of the Year nope. when he's shooting free throws like that. I mean, he's. I was all we had to do was hack him at the end of the game. We would have been fine. Yep. But a huge, massive win. To, massive to win on the road at Wisconsin. Huge win for this team moving forward. Not many teams going to Cole Center and come out with a W. No, not at all. But let's talk quickly about our predictions really quick because the official return of Gary, I, Gary I Vegas. 59-57. Losing at halftime, though, I did have. You did, I said we were going to be tied. We were okay. two we were points. Both, we were both very close Very there. close to our predictions. But I, I had a closer game than it was. Let's. I'll allow uh, the, reintroduc- the reintroduction here of Gary Vegas here. Uh, well, so... My prediction was sixty-seven to sixty-three. Final score was sixty-seven to fifty-nine. So wow. missed the exact score by four points, but nailed the Michigan State score. Yep. So he's, Vegas gave me a call back, back and they uh, left him a voicemail. Yeah, they, I'll get they, back to him. He's got, got a, a lot of calls. He's got a little bit pick. of ground to make up yet to return the call, but uh, you know, he'll get back to you, Vegas. Might be sending Vegas some stickers, some RCR stickers. Why don't Let you know guys, good. in return, send us some free comps? Yeah. We're not afraid to come and do a podcast live, okay? Send some comps. Yeah, what hotel wants to sponsor us? Let us know. We'll do a free podcast and, you know, get free marketing for your hotel. Specifically looking for Aria, <laughs> Cosmo. Cosmo. <laughs> We're not going to be, not cheap though, but, you know, you know, let's keep it in that area. There might be some Cosmopolitan tags after this episode. Hashtag Cosmo. But, uh, yeah, what a great win and... Really solidified, especially like we said with all the upsets last night. It really uh, was a great win. We needed to get it, and now all of the opportunity that we thought we had previous to our three game losing streak is our right own back. Destiny. Yep. And you like to control your own destiny, not rely on other teams. So this is right where we want to be. Yep. And you know, I want to talk about this first before we get into our predictions for the next two games because the next two games, you know. Should be wins. Familiar opponents. We, I believe we played both already both this year. Had beat them both already on yep. the road. So, you know, obviously we thought Indiana and Illinois were guaranteed, but I, I feel like we've hopefully righted the ship and won't allow those lapses to occur again. But what do you think? Should we win the Big Ten Championship? Let's look at the combined records real quick for the remaining opponents for Purdue, Michigan State, and Michigan because they're pretty much – it's pretty much a three-team race at this point. I think Michigan and Michigan State are a half game ahead of Purdue due to schedule. They are. They are. Yeah. So they play Penn State this week. Purdue, Purdue easily looking at has the easy winning percentage for Purdue's remaining teams is thirty-two point six percent. Michigan State's forty-nine point four, and Michigan's is sixty-two point two. Yeah, so Michigan's got a tough schedule. We play each other twice. That's why. Exactly. 
I mean, I still think Purdue could lose a couple of those games looking at that schedule. At Nebraska and at Minnesota really stand out to me that as games I could see Purdue dropping. And I, th- I, mean, I think they'll at least drop one. And you can't even discount at Indiana. That's a rivalry game for them. Good point. Yep. So, you know, I'm sure the crowd will be. I mean, Indiana's been awful except against us. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot could happen. And outside of our two games against Michigan, <laughs> we better win all the other four games. So, Ohio State, Rutgers, at Indiana, and Nebraska asking, at home. Should we win the Big Ten title? I think we should at least share the Big Ten title. That's what my answer will be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna demand expectations since our team's had a three game losing streak and we lack depth in certain areas. But I think we should at least tie because I expect us to at least split with Michigan and every other game on that schedule. We better win. Yep. And then yeah, you would figure maybe Purdue would slip up at least one other yes. game along the way. So yeah. And yeah, I mean Michigan for that matter. You know they got a tough game at Maryland. That's gonna be. That That's, looks that Maryland looks, is especially high right now after this big Purdue win. And yeah. the crowd was I don't and know if does, you, how many losses Maryland have four losses in conference. I think they're only a game back. I think they have five. I'll trouble check this real quick. Keep talking, Gary. Um, but you know, I don't know if you guys saw the game last night, Purdue versus Maryland, but the crowd was very hype. <laughs> it was it definitely looked like a ruckus environment, as I remember from last year as well when we played there. Four, they have four conference losses. Okay. They're only a game back, so they're okay. still in this they're thing, still, too. They're definitely still in it, especially with get two that games. That Michigan game, huge. Yeah, Michigan's got – I didn't even realize. They, Michigan's huge. got to play Maryland twice and Michigan State twice. Yeah, that's not an easy schedule that they <laughs> got going awful. on there. I mean, I think And it, at Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, they did them no favors with the end of the schedule. Dude, no. Remember I said that at the beginning. We had our, I thought our gauntlet was in the middle of our schedule. Other than having to play Michigan twice at the end of the season, I really thought that the middle of our schedule was a lot tougher. I, I would like to see it come down to that last game. Against, that would be insane. That would be at awesome. At Michigan State, just for the outright Big Ten title. Yep, no ties with any of this garbage from Indiana or um, Maryland. And by Indiana, I meant the trash team from Indiana, Purdue. <laughs> so, yeah, I I obviously predicted us to win the Big Ten championship. So, hoping my prediction I think I comes with that, too. I think yep. I said that at the beginning of the season. I'm almost positive I did. Okay. Well, we can go back and fact check. Nah. But all right, let's preview, Let's quickly preview these uh, next two upcoming games. We got Ohio State. I think that's a Sunday tip at one. Winners of three in a row, right? Yep. The, uh, Rutgers, Indiana, and Penn State. Nothing to write home about. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they did get they out of gained some form. They lost five straight, beat Nebraska, lost to Michigan, and then they've won three straight since then. So it's going to be, uh, you know... Ohio State's an interesting team. It's going to be Wesson versus Ward again, round two. That was a great matchup the first time around. I think Ward's been playing really good defense lately. I oh, like, yeah. I like the way he looked the I last mean, two last games. Night, he, he looked like it just like he was over his bullshit and getting back to you know the new and improved Nick Ward that we know from this season. Yeah, I mean he shut down Hap. They that was kind of a risky play playing him one on one, and Hap learned him one time. I remember twenty points on. 20 shots or something crazy. Yeah, I think so. it was like 23 shots because I think Ward was quoted after the game. I, I remember his interview uh, on the court um, with ESPN. He, they were like, oh, how do you think you did against Hap? He's like, yeah, he had 20 points, but he had 24 shots. So, yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's James Harden. So that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, last time we won 86 to 77 at Ohio State. It's a pretty high scoring game. That was a big win back then. That was. Ohio State was ranked in the top 15 at the time, and that was our highest-ranked win at that point in the season. 
like we said, things change quickly in the college basketball They're still environment. fighting for a, you know, uh, at-large bid, I think. Yeah, what are they, seventh in the conference? Yeah, they, I think they... I mean, they need a couple more big wins. Yeah, I think the way their schedule shakes out, they should get in, most likely. Win a game if, they or win. Two, if they win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, they'll probably get in as like a 10 to 11 seed. Yeah, around some, there. somewhere around there. So... You know, we know this team. We know the Wesson Bros. They're pretty decent. CJ Jackson's pretty decent. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, but I it is a game we should win. I couldn't agree more. I mean, they're no better than Minnesota, and we just smoked Minnesota. Yep. So, I mean, got to keep the same mentality going into that game. Got to hold home court. No excuses. None. Should we just jump right into predictions? Let's for jump that game? in. Let's jump in. You want me to shoot it out first? You go first for this one. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag Gary Vegas will go first. So I think that I think we should win comfortably. I don't think the score might reflect it necessarily the way it was for Minnesota, but I do expect a double-digit win. I'm going to go with Michigan State 79, Ohio State 67, so a 12-point victory. Mm. Clark? I think, uh, you know, like – I don't know if we're going to get off to the fastest start, but I expect us not to get off to an extremely slow start versus a team like Ohio State. Um, I think it'll be relatively close at halftime. I, mean, I think Spartans will be up five to six points right around there. I expect us to win 85 to 72. Okay. A little bit more high scoring for you. Yep. It's a good prediction. Not mad at it. Thank you. I don't think you should be upset with it. <laughs> seeing as we dropped 86 on them at their, uh, on their home court. That's right. So, I, yeah. I hope our defense plays a little bit better, but. And I'm pretty sure Ohio State was hitting a lot of threes when we were playing them. So hopefully it's a different scenario this time around. I'm pretty sure we have one of the best defensive three-point field goal percentages in college basketball. I think we're like third or second in the nation. Hmm. So that's, that hmm. bodes well. And with that win, that will roll us right into Rutgers, which will be a week from today. And just to make an announcement, if anyone will be there, the Red Cedar Rundown will be live in attendance at the Rutgers game. We will be there. Passing stickers, spreading cheer. We'll be there with our homies. Yep. Gary's co-works. <laughs> Should be a I'll good be, time. Just look for the two guys surrounded by five Japanese guys. We'll be very easy to spot. We'll stand out, especially myself. So come and, come and look for us, and you know we'll definitely be carrying some swag around, so shooting some stickers to the fans and... You know, talking to people. Yes, you will get your sticker quicker if you meet us in person at the game <laughs> than if you ask us to mail them to you. So buy a ticket to the game. I can't tell you what section we're in. We can't but, reveal uh, that. We don't want to get mobbed by the masses. <laughs> but we will be at the game, and we lower are looking ball. forward to it. Low, of course, lower pole. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, this is uh, a team, again, we beat on the road. It was a much different time. That was early in the season. Yeah, the, one of those early two Big Ten games. Yeah, right? yep. and we won seventy-eight to sixty-seven against Rutgers. Nice. So Rutgers kind of been up and down. They lost three, won three, lost three. Uh, the last three losses were against Ohio State, Michigan, and Illinois. So I don't know. Rutgers is a strange team. They've seemed to be semi-competitive at times. And I was at this not- game last year when we played them at home. They went to, took us to overtime. It was a horrible. Game. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the same scenario. Why am I going back to this game? Blame Gary. <laughs> he bought the tickets. I'm just kidding. We should win, right? Gary? Should. I-, I believe we should win handily. It's Rutgers. I think we're going to win handily. I'm going to start us off. Here. Okay. I think it doesn't make sense much more to talk about I Rutgers. I know. Yeah, there's not much There's not a lot of in-depth down. discussion that we need to break down about the team, the Big Ten team from New Jersey. 
other than they're from New Jersey. What else needs to be said? <laughs> All right. We're going to beat Rutgers. We're going we got to smash them. They deserve, they deserve an ass kicking after that taking us to overtime last year at home. I like us to beat Rutgers 82 to 64. Wow. Yeah. Drubbing. Absolute slacking. Yep. Well, I hope that's the case. What was your Rutgers score? 62? Hmm? Your Rutgers score was yeah, 62? Yeah, I said 84-62. Interesting. My, I mean, I, I have my pick sheet. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to change it based on your pick, but I can show Clark the pick. So he knows I did not cheat. Yep, got it. So my pick is going to be similar. I don't think it's going to be much of a, as much of a blowout as Clark is predicting, but I'm going to predict 77-62 to 62, Michigan State. Yes, convincing wins for both. Yes, and it should be, as we said. So it's it's definitely, you know, looking at this team right now, I think we have all the pieces to, to make a good run here, to finish the season strong. We're playing at a very efficient level on the defensive end, a very efficient level on the offensive end. And I think that's, you know, the metrics that people look at when they look for a successful tournament team are those two things. And a point guard that can take over games. Yeah. I mean, Winston is, it seems to, I mean, he's had some, some down games, but when he's playing at an elite level, we're pretty difficult to beat. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's very few teams in the country that can stop us. I mean, the top five teams in the country, top six or seven, they can compete with us on, you know, obviously on any day. But I mean, if we're playing at the highest level we can play at, I think there's maybe two that can beat us while we're playing at our higher, highest level. But as we, as I said at the beginning of the show, the recency bias thing is so funny to me because you look at Duke coming off, you know, huge win against Virginia. Basically, people were looking at them as as if they were immortal, like they were never going to lose again. And people forget that Virginia, the only program in the history of the NCAA tournament to lose to a 16 seed as a one seed. And so, they were phenomenal all season last year. So then they played Maryland, Baltimore County, the, the golden retrievers, duck retrievers or something <laughs> like that, whatever the hell their name is. But Virginia, I mean, I'm not going to get hype on Virginia ever. Yeah. We I mean, played them twice when they've been riding high in the NCAA tournament we've, we beat them both times. I mean, they're perennial, they're perennial underachievers. They play a system of basketball that gets them to the point where they need to get to every year. I think this year's Virginia team might be the best Virginia team oh, no, I've that. seen by far. But it's going to depend on what bracket they get put in and who they draw because we'll so we'll see. I mean, losing twice to Duke is your only two losses. Really nothing to hang your, hang your head about. But it, Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. I mean, obviously, uh, the committee released their top 16 this weekend, if you guys didn't we were see that. We a deep two. A deep two. The yeah, final the two. The final two. But that's I think we'll be- move up. That's before... I think that was, was that before the, was that before the Minnesota game? Yep. So before the Minnesota game, before Wisconsin, a couple teams ahead of us took some L's. So. Yeah, you have to believe if we beat Michigan twice, we jump back onto the one line. Well, that's what I'm. It's going to be interesting to see how the committee weighs this because especially Michigan's got to be close to the one line too. Very they, close. They were. They were. But Until it's it's got to yeah. be interesting to see how they weigh wins, quality wins over losses. Yes. Yeah, because we could end up, especially with you know Michigan still two games against Michigan, we could have you know fourteen or something quad one wins or something crazy. Yeah. I don't even know what the number is at right now, but by far the most basically yep. with five losses. So how do you weigh? Do you you know 
then you look at teams like Houston who have one loss on the entire is season, there, is, but is, they don't play anyone. Is so there a set metric that they go by every year? Do they, is it a different committee mm, every year and they just change how they weigh ranking, things? ranking, KPI, yeah. I the, mean. There's so many damn things. Yeah, Ken Palm. Yeah, it's all, it's all there. I mean, like what the CBS Sports, they rank 1 through 126 on their website. Yeah, I don't know which one they're using. <laughs> I don't know what god's name they're using i just know that we have a quality resume and we need to keep building on it yep yeah at this point the ap poll and all of the online rankings mean absolutely nothing it's going to come down how the committee weighs it and it's going to come down to beating michigan yeah i mean even look we went on a horrible three game losing streak and we still were two seed so you yeah. gotta bet if we get some more quality wins we got a solid Based shot on that i would say it looks like they're weighing the quality wins more than the bad losses yeah which is good for us huge and it's kind of crazy compared to last season where we had a bunch of wins but we had minimal not a lot of quality wins yeah we had a weak-ass schedule yeah while the big 10 was down that's why it was so important for the big 10 to step up this year and it's really helped us in regards to strength of schedule and getting quality wins so it's gonna be exciting uh next two games and then we will be taking Obviously, as I mentioned, we are going to the Rutgers game next Wednesday, so we will have a full rivalry preview special edition episode coming next Thursday to preview that Michigan game, hopefully recapping two wins yep, and getting you guys all pumped up for that. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be a great. So, but let's get in the mailbag. A little light pretty, this week. Pretty weak, especially coming off a huge win last night. Yeah, I thought people would be a little bit more excited. I don't know, maybe they're a little hungover. I don't know. I don't know. Basking in their glory, but uh, I think I expect a little bit better for some of our listeners. Yeah, definitely. Looking at a lot of people here, there's a lot of people that have been quiet. I definitely expect a mailbag from our resident uh, scum fam, Skish, out in Cali. Actually, yes. Kish, send us some of your... uh, And Dean, actually, for that matter. uh, Welcome the uh, banter during Rivalry Week, so please... Please send us some uh, some garbage. Yeah, and if you know any other Michigan fans, definitely get those questions on here. We'd like to talk some shit anytime we get a chance. Absolutely. But our first question comes from none other than our number one fan, Salty Joe Dog. V in Denver. He says, because of obviously Dan Dockich giving the call last night to the Wisconsin game, which is awful. As always, he said, what makes you feel worse than tuning it, turning on the game and hearing Dan Dockich's voice? He said, I'd rather step on a Lego barefoot. Wow. I I think I replied to this post on Twitter with uh, nails on a chalkboard. Nails on a chalkboard is pretty bad. Yep. How about um, you? What would you, what would make you feel worse? Sitting next to just a really dirty, dirty person <laughs> on an airplane, airplane, and they for four hours. Yeah, and they take their shoes off, and their sweaty feet are just out. That's worse. That's way worse than Dakich. I mean, like, there's nothing worse than sitting next to just some. What if you had to sit next scum on an airplane? You, what if you had to sit next to Dakich for four hours on a plane? Here, those shoes better stay on, and my <laughs> headphones are staying on. Not much needs to be. Not, not much needs to be talked about there. Yeah, Dakich is a fucking idiot keep your shoes on on an airplane everyone please god and yeah i don't know if you guys if for those who are on also is taking shot it wasn't clear who he was taking a shot at but he quoted the scoreline from the charlotte hornets game and i know he 
used to talk a lot of shit about Kaminsky and Bridges, saying they have no game. And I'm pretty sure they had zero, Kaminsky had zero points, Bridges had three. Really comical. And he said, I know what I'm talking about. Or really it feels good to be right. He's talking about two guys that were lottery picks that are, you know, playing on an NBA roster. And he's saying that they don't have game. Glad you're right, Dan. Okay. You didn't win. For one game. <laughs> Take your L. You're a loser. God, he has nothing better to do than... He did have good analysis last night. He wasn't at his worst. No, he he did. He... But I don't... Quit taking shots at Kaminsky and Bridges. You look like an idiot. Yeah, that doesn't make you... Come on. ...look like a big person, that's for sure. You're a 50-year-old man taking shots at 19 and 20-year-olds, so... Doesn't look good on your part, but yeah, no, I will agree. I I can't hate everything he says, but pff, man, is he annoying as shit. He does it. He sells the brand. That's the Dakich brand. Yep. Hey, man, controversy sells, and that's he knows that. He so. knows it. Then we got our next question, or necessarily more of a comment from Tom, aka Big Dog. Big Dog down in C Bus. Yep, might be going to see him here. For the tourney, if if we get landed in the Columbus region or the Columbus uh, first the round game, take care of business. So he says, "Can we have a moment of appreciation for Keddy? Goddamn glue! Hell, I don't throw it around lightly, but he's the closest thing we've had to Draymond, except for his post moves." That's a bold, <laughs> bold statement from the big dog. He didn't say. He is Draymond. He did say the closest thing we've had to Draymond since Draymond, and I probably would have to agree with He's Big Dog on this one. extremely versatile. That is for sure. Yeah, and he takes the three-pointer when he needs to take the three-pointer, just like Draymond did in college. Yep. I mean... I would I'm, say Draymond was definitely more... But he's, especially in his senior year, was way more heavily relied on for well, the team. He was the National Player of the Year candidate. Right. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, yeah, I think he That's won Big Ten Player of the Year. Glue's not going to win that, but... He should. He, I think what he's referring to is just the way he stuffs the stat sheet. Yeah. He's, he's a hustle guy. He's a rebound guy. He's a block guy. He's a steals guy. He fills the stat sheet. He's a guy that you need. you love having on your team and you hate playing against, so I definitely agree with him on this one. And I and I'm all for moments of appreciation for Kenny Goddamn Glue. Yep, he needs to win more accolades. That's for sure for what all he's done for the first season. Team, most likely, uh, <laughs> maybe on the RCRs first team. Yeah, I mean, all. we'll hand out our awards at the end of the season. Absolutely, you might be looking at uh, Chris Clark first ballot, <laughs> probably Player of the Year. <laughs> Anyways, great question. Yes, thank you, Big Dog. And uh, the next one is also not really a question, more of a comment. And I just want to give some appreciation to Dean H. from Wayne. He's been on our terrorist watch list a couple times. and He's, he's just gain, slowly getting back into the good graces here. Yep, and we really do appreciate it. And Because Apple Podcasts sent out a tweet asking, what uh, what was one podcast everyone's sleeping on? And he shouted out the Red Cedar Rundown with fire emojis. So just a reminder to everyone out there, you know, shout us out whenever you can. Feel Tell free to friends. retweet our tweets, yeah. send a message, you know. You know, just interact. That will be nice. I'm not asking for Maybe a just lot. Just a couple more mailbag questions next week, everyone. Okay. Maybe a little bit more effort. Just a little bit. How long does it take to type? We like to flood them when we lose. How about, <laughs> how about we get some good positive vibes going in the mailbag next week? Okay? That would be nice to see. Well, we got a big episode next week, so I expect yeah, we, some big... I expect a lot of... I expect a heavy mailbag. Real heavy. So, the last... Uh, and again, more of a comment, but uh, 
I know our hockey correspondent, Burge, has been putting in some work for us, at least keeping us updated on mm-hmm. some of the events with uh, Michigan State Hockey. And took a couple L's against Michigan, had a big series, and didn't deliver. And Burge said that total turnarounds don't happen overnight. Remember, MSU went to Happy Valley to claim a share of the Big Ten championship in MD's third year, only to get blown out. This team is on its way. So, although, you know, we didn't live up to the chance of pulling it out this season, we still, you know, we're going to have a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to for the future for this team. So, yeah, I mean, and it's only expect more things from Burge coming forward. We'll have to find out a way to get a uh, an audio update from him for the pod, maybe. Yeah, maybe in next Skype, season. Skype him in. Yes. So big things coming from the uh, hockey perspective. Yeah, absolutely. But with that, like we said, light mailbag today. So that's going to wrap up our episode. As I said, find us at the Rutgers game next Wednesday. Yes, please. Huge episode coming next Thursday for the Michigan preview. Going to be a, a real a real doozy. A real good one for you. And obviously, let's get a sticker update real quick. Clark, where are we at with the stickers? Uh, I'll be honest, same place as we were last week. <laughs> Probably a couple weeks out here. I, I know you promised a big announcement for our Michigan episode. so Expect a big announcement for the Michigan episode. Okay. Yep. That's great. Great to hear. Once again, thank you for listening to the Red Cedar Rundown. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Shoot us some direct messages. Shoot us some comments. And we will read those on the show. Absolutely. And with that, as always, go green. Go white.